0: Alright, and welcome to a very special episode of Over Under Fair. I am Dave Roldan, your host as per usual. Uh, seated around the table, give a real quick shout out to Roger, our producer. Roger, how you doing? Good. <laughs> Alright, sweet. So short and sweet. Uh, across from me, Lacey McGraw.
1: Hey, how's it going?
0: Good, good. And returning, uh, returning friend of the show and film reviewer, uh, Josh Mathis. How you doing, Josh? I'm back, bitches. <laughs> it's been a while. Uh, fans of the show may recognize Josh, the name or the voice, from being on our Alien franchise episode uh, we did last summer. Uh, across, you know, to uh, to meet the arrival of the new Alien movie, Alien Covenant, the results were not great. The movie, anyway, the results <laughs> of the podcast were stellar, but the movie could have been a lot better. Um,
2: that is the truth?
0: Yeah. So we were we were sitting down and we got to doing our Halloween episode with our friends over at grave discussions. And while Josh was unable to make that episode to record, talk about the franchise. He was with us to see the new Halloween movie, so we asked him to come back on. Josh, you excited to be back? I am definitely excited to be back. Thanks for having me. Excellent, excellent. So we'll cut right to the chase here. We, uh, as we had said previously on our last episode, we were going to see Halloween and we were going to talk to you about it. So before we get crazy into spoilers, uh, we'll just kind of temperature, you know, take the temperature of the room and kind of see how everybody felt about the movie from the onset. Having just seen it, it's still kind of fresh in our minds. Lacey, we'll start with you. Halloween 2018. How do you feel about it?
1: Um, I liked it. I think it has been one of the best sequels. Um, I didn't think the original Halloween 2 was too bad, but I think, you know, 4, 5, 6, H2O and Resurrection can all get fucked as far as I'm concerned. I think this is definitely better than than all of those. Than
0: all of them? Yeah. All right. Yeah. Wrong, I right? mean, I
1: d- I do. I like it. No, no, I'm not, not disagreeing
0: those. with you necessarily. I'm just, um, it's a bold statement,
1: but it had its problems. So, but you say
0: generally, you in favor Gen- of generally, it?
1: Generally, like I enjoyed it. I thought there was a lot of things that I I would have liked to see that were different, but in general, I thought it I thought it was well done, pretty well done. All right.
0: So we got we got a favorable. I have
1: some high points, I have some low points. Which we will I'm talk sure we'll Yeah,
0: we will talk further. We will talk the finer points of the of it while we, you know, after we get through this little part here, but uh Josh, we got a
2: favorable and how are you? I'm kind of in the same camp as Lacey. Uh, there was stuff that I liked, stuff that I didn't like, stuff that I would have done differently had I had any kind of say. Um, overall, I can't say that I liked it better than all of the sequels like she said uh, as I mentioned you know in a discussion with you guys before we went to see the movie, um, I saw four and five before I ever saw one and two so they still kind of hold a special place in my heart. yeah that'll happen but that you, you, know, you never said, forget the first kind of thing right That being said, I haven't seen either one of those in probably 20 years almost oh, wow. um, whereas I've seen one and two more recently. Um, so i can 't i can 't say that I liked it better or worse than four or five. I know that I liked it better than six and resurrection and h2o and even the rob zombie movies i liked it better than those as well yeah <laughs> which
0: if you weren't you weren't on our show than, yeah. but we were not kind to the zombie films they don't are,
1: trigger me
2: yeah they're the bottom of the bottom my, for all of us yeah, my whole opinion on those are you know you could have you could have made a completely different movie just change a couple things and you'd have had a passable horror movie and it didn't have to be related to halloween <laughs> <laughs> Um, such, as, as such as the as, nature of these things. Yeah, as far as the most recent Halloween movie, I'm kind of, I'm kind of middling on it. You know, right. I didn't hate it, I didn't love it. Yeah, so that is literally
0: middling. That is the middle by definition. <laughs> I'll tell you what, I'm gonna, I'm gonna come in with my opinion here. I don't like it. I had to think about it a bit. I my my feeling as we left the theater and i was like oh well i don't know i mean apart from like a couple of like really bad things that happened in the third act i kind of really liked it and then i thought about it longer i'm like wait but i didn't like this oh and i didn't like that either well maybe i didn't like that either and then the more i thought about it it took me a day to think about the whole thing over and over and replaying scenes in my head and kind of finding some you know rewatching the trailer and kind of getting annoyed about that and just like uh I don't think I like this movie, and I, I feel bad because I want to like it more than I do. Right. Maybe, maybe that'll come across as we talk. Maybe, maybe you can talk it back into it. But as it stands, coming in here to talk about it specific, like you know, note by note, kind of, kind of breaking it down further, I'm unhappy with with the final result of this film. And uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know if it'll change, but I'm, I'm willing. I'm willing to open my mind to changing my mind on it. But it's going to be a hard sell from the top of this. So like I said, we are we're gonna get into uh, we're gonna get into the real meat of stuff now. So if anybody was listening to this because you want us to hear you want to hear the spoilers and you want to hear the, the discussion about the film in depth, well, here's your part. We're gonna get into that right now. Anybody else? Hey, <laughs> we'll have another episode coming in a couple of weeks, not Halloween related. Come back to us then. But uh, or you can always come back to this after you've seen. You the can movie. do that too. Good, good save, Josh. We're look not, at you. We're not going to complain. About you should listeners. be. You should be hosting this because clearly I'm bad at it. So yeah, if after you've seen the movie, come back and you can hear our thoughts and reach out to us on our, all of our platforms. Facebook, email us at over under, fail, over under fail at gmail Get in touch with us. Let us know <laughs> what you thought. But we're gonna get into the movie now. We're gonna spoil the shit out of it. So let's spoil Halloween 2018. Uh, we'll just
2: start right at the top. I thought that opening scene was fucking stupid. <laughs> like, I thought it was fine until the screen where he's like, look at it. Talk to me. Like you're over the top. So to point. put this in perspective, so we have, I'm not going to, we're
0: not going to go through and break down every single aspect of the plot of this movie, but it opens with an aged Michael Myers in a detention center, like, a, you know, for the criminally insane kind of thing. And there are two journalists were led to believe they're actually podcasters so already like yeah already we're like oh how 2018 are we like (laughs) you know as as we record this podcast it's a little bit of you know like a (laughs) like pot calling the kettle black kind of thing but we're also not trying to pass off as credible journalists we're a bunch of people that just have some free time so that was already just like oh barf but apart from that so the district attorney saw it fit to just give I what I would assume is evidence right. to to this random podcast man, British podcast man. It must have been the Britishness. Like he just he sounded so proper when he asked him, you know, to to take this mask. I can't, I
2: can't refuse you. You're <laughs> so polite. Get, <laughs> yeah.
1: Know how Americans love British acts It's
0: true. It's true. We're total suckers for him. But yep. so yeah, we have we have our our podcasting friends here, a man and a woman, honestly, their names don't matter because they're secondary to everything that happens. I don't even
2: remember their names. Um,
0: They're there. My man has Michael Myers mask and we're, we're treated to like a very, you know, scene looking scene out in a courtyard and there's big yellow triangles or big yellow squares. Everybody's standing in. It's all very cool. Aesthetically. If you're into that kind of thing, I thought it was goofy, but they're definitely going for a, For a thing, right out of the right out of the gate, like no, this is look at this, isn't this cool? Isn't this like, ooh, unsettling? All these weirdos out in a courtyard, (laughs) like
1: he's he's chained to a cement thing. I got the feeling can't get close to him. Yeah, (laughs) I mean, I get. Yeah,
2: I got the feeling that they were trying to kind of create almost of a Hannibal Lecter type thing. Yeah, insofar as don't don't cross the yellow line. Don't don't hand him
0: anything. Yeah, they're definitely going for that, and it's. <laughs> Again, your mileage may vary on this, but I, I feel like they're putting you in a weird place right away of like having this be the setup of them. Just they want to go find out about Michael Myers, and like we're led to believe that this is the direct sequel to the first Halloween. That's how the, the chronology of this is. Right. So their whole aim is to find like out more. Else. Their their whole aim is to find out more about this guy who killed a few people forty years ago and then was just locked up for forty years. I don't really know where the like the excitement in that story is like i well it, it it shows later when he's walking around spoiler alert he he gets out uh it shows later when michael's walking around the, like the town no one recognizes him so this is like a story that no one remembers like right. the people that are out and about in haddonfield minus the police officer that arrested him and obviously jamie lee curtis they don't know what michael myers is so the dude's just walking around while it's still daylight dressed up as michael myers I don't think anyone cares to hear this story. I'm not, I'm I'm just
2: weird. It's weird to me to think why the people would be this drawn to it in the first place. My interpretation of that, and, and this is me reaching, just so that it didn't bother me. My interpretation of that was that it's kind of like an urban legend in the town at this point, so you probably okay. have people that go out as him every year, kind of like the same tasteless people that'll dress up as yeah. Adolf Hitler, <laughs> uh, maybe. or stuff like that. I you
1: know? also, I, I kind of, the podcasters are obviously used just like as a plot, they just drive the plot a little Jerry bit. MacGuffin. They're totally, yeah, exactly. So... I think the idea is they're true crime podcasters and no, absolutely. they do this. That's, so that's the idea. I was kind of trying, I was thinking the same thing where I was like, why would they have this interest? Why would they have all this? But you know, there's those weird people who are like super obsessed with like true crime. I don't want to say it's weird. Cause I think it's fascinating. Right? Too, no, there
0: there is definitely a market for it. I can't, I can't deny that.
1: So to be honest, like I'll just use for an example, like I know who like John Wayne Gacy is and I know he dressed as a clown, but, like, if I saw somebody wearing the exact clown costume that John Wayne Gacy did, I wouldn't be like, look how tasteless. Because I wouldn't even, like, connect it.
0: it, This is specific. I know what you're saying, but this is specific to the town of Haddonfield. Right, I understand. It feels like anyone else would remember that that visage. Like, they would know what that look is. And... You would almost think that they would be like, well, that's a horrible thing. So if we saw someone wearing that mask, we would tell them to take it off, or we would say something like, "You're not allowed to wear that kind of stuff." You know, like that's that's verboten here in this. this Forty years
1: have passed, and nobody cares anymore. Nobody nobody
0: cares except Jamie Lee Curtis.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, Yeah. So then we go to Jamie Lee Curtis. These podcasters have found her too. So since she's the only person that saw him that is alive still, you know that they that they are you know to know of. She survived the attacks. Uh, They find her in her fucking compound. She's now an agoraphobic hermit. (laughs) Yeah, so good look. Um, Which,
1: honestly, I kind of liked that. Like, I really, really
0: liked it. I want to say, from from the outset here, I do not have a problem, and I don't even have any real criticisms of pretty much every performance in this movie. I think everybody's pretty good, and I think they did... I'd say almost everybody did the best that they could with the material they were given. So Jamie Lee Curtis is no exception. I think she's very good in this. She's definitely, you know, she's definitely giving you the impression that this has left, you know, it's psychological marks on her deeply. And she is, you know, she, she's lost her family. She's lost marriages. Like she's given up her entire life to being afraid of what happens if this guy gets out by, <laughs> by building this, giant fuck all compound in the middle of nowhere right mm-hmm. which is still i guess i near enough to Haddonfield because it's close like they can get there within right, like several the minutes outskirts. so okay <laughs> i mean like fine she has a compound i'm i'm sorry i'm already like i'm already prematurely annoyed by the compoundness of this <laughs> compound I, <laughs> because the way the way it pays off at the end is so fucking dumb <laughs> like i'm i'm getting ahead of myself but well uh, you know what we're gonna we're gonna change how we're doing this. Why don't we start? Why don't we start from the beginning of this movie? We'll, well, we'll say like the first half of this film, so before Michael is actually out. So it's not quite half. We'll say a third. What do you like about this movie going into Michael Myers escaping?
1: I like that Jamie Lee Curtis. Sorry, I'll just say Laurie because apparently sure. I can't. Spell yeah, we can say. Lori. I like that Laurie is a complete like nut job. Honestly, because I get. Paranoid sitting in my house by myself watching like ghost stories on television. I cannot imagine how paranoid of a person I would be for the rest of my life if an actual mass killer nearly killed me and killed, murdered some of my friends. Like, I think that I would be that nervous probably for the rest of my life. It would scar me and traumatize me forever. So I actually kind of believe that about her. Like, I believe the madness. Um, I also. I don't know. I hated... I, I'll tell you what I hate. Um, Dr. Loomis, part two. Yeah.
2: <laughs> he was terrible.
0: Oh, yes. Let's talk there about our, a, new, our new doctor friend.
1: <laughs> there is a doctor uh, who they say... Like, right in the beginning, first scene, they introduce him. He took over for Dr. Loomis when Dr. Loomis passed away.
0: Dr. Sartain. Sure. Yeah. We want to make sure we get his name. Sounds a little too close to Dr. Satan
2: for me.
1: (laughs) Oh, my God. I know. There was a point in this movie, and we'll touch on this later, where I got real nervous that maybe Rob Zombie somehow had a hand in producing it or something because some shit gets weird. But I'm not going to stomp all over Rob Zombie too much. Uh,
0: Stomp. Anyway.
1: Uh, But yeah, this this doctor is literally Dr. Loomis Part 2. He has this, like, similar accent as him. He's, like, just weird. And it's just, it's literally the character, like...
0: But it's a paler version. Like, it's not, it's, there's no pathos. Mm -hmm. Like, there's no, there's no, like... Uh, like there's not a, like a sense of a sense of duty that this guy has that you get right, with Doctor right, Loomis. Right, right, like right. this guy just this guy is set up from the beginning for you to know that he's going to do something that will impact the like the characters of this film negatively. It's it's like written on his forehead. Like I'm going to help Michael Myers, and it's it's telegraphed in a way that is not only insulting but like frankly offensive. Like I I hate you the minute I see you. Like I I know where this is going. And Jamie Lee Curtis is in so much as like treats him the same way when she meets him later on in the movie, like, oh, you're the new Dr. Loomis. And she knows the score. Like, this guy is nice. obviously crazy. He's obsessed with Michael Myers, and she knows that that only leads to bad things. And, spoiler alert, it does. So, oh, uh, what a tool. Josh, what do you like about this movie? Early so, early,
2: early goings. Early goings, um, I gotta agree a lot with what Lacey said as far as the characterization of Lori Strode. Uh, I thought they did a much better job with it in this movie than they did with H2O. Uh, H2O she just kind of seemed like meh you know And in this, well she
0: changed her name and stuff so she yeah, made but, pains
2: but she didn't seem really super affected
0: the characters want you to believe that she is though because she can't you know her son yells at her about Halloween and then Adam Arkin later is like oh you gotta loosen up so we can have sex like he <laughs> you know the people are telling her to chill the fuck out and then Michael Myers murders everybody that's actually like a through line that I love about these movies is that in every iteration of Laurie Strode, the character, she is always the same in that respect. Like, Michael Myers is still alive and he's going to kill everybody. And everybody's like, no, you're insane. Like, you ruin everything and you're crazy and you're this. And then he comes back and kills everybody yeah. every single time. So that's that's something that I thought was nice that they played into that again because it's, right. it's hilarious to me.
2: And I thought it was much better this time. Okay. You, you clearly get a sense of PTSD from her in this movie.
1: Sure. Yeah. This isn't a movie really about... This movie isn't about Michael Myers and his conquest to fucking kill people. This is a movie about Laurie Strode and her conquest to actually kill Michael Myers.
0: I agree with you and I think that's why I don't like this movie because really? because there is a there's a very telling line in the film where they somebody I can't remember who says this, but in reference to the killings that happened on Halloween in, you know, in 1978, somebody says of Laurie Strode like yeah, it's like that that night is like it's been pretty much tied to her forever. Like that that's tied to her for the rest of her life. And it has been because here we are now in 2018 and she's making another fucking Halloween movie. Again, again. Like this is the second time in 20 years oh, that she's mean, come like, back. Oh, you mean Jamie
1: Lee Curtis Yes. Herself, like yeah.
0: it is a very meta commentary of Jamie Lee Curtis is tied to this franchise. Yeah. And I think it is for the worst as I said it in our episode. Like they have done so much to move around the story of Laurie Strode to suit their narratives, whoever's taken on this project. And it only worked once.
2: And that was Halloween, the original movie. I wanted her to die in this one. I really did. Not that it apparently matters because she died in Resurrection. Right. But... But well, that doesn't exist anymore. Right. <laughs> I really wanted her to die in this one and then move forward sans the character of Laurie Strode. I don't want any more Halloween movies about yeah, Rory Strode. I, I don't like want that's any more Halloween that's my issue. Like, right. you know,
1: I'm going to be honest, I don't want any more Halloween movies period. Yeah, I'm just actually going to let it die. Like find find me a new monster. Like I, I feel the same way about a lot of horror franchises. Like just stop, just stop rebooting them. Stop you know, scrambling the timeline, there's enough Halloween movies right now. I have said, you know, I said it on the last show that we did about Halloween, I actually think that Halloween is probably one of the most, like the original Halloween, mm. 1978, is probably the perfect slasher It is film. perfect. It's, 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 it's a perfect it's perfect, movie. perfect to me. And I feel the same way about a million other franchises, like just just let it go. But we that do is, not yeah. need another one. We don't need another Texas Chainsaw Massacre. That's the worst part though, don't don't that Halloween.
0: Because these are so beloved, that's why we keep getting these movies. And the more I thought about this movie and its complete dismissal of every other movie that happens mm-hmm. in between then and it, like it does enough though to where it's referencing all of these movies. Like there are easter oh, yeah. eggs all oh, over yeah. the place oh, yeah. of like
1: it's a very... all the
0: way through like the zombie movies. They're not doing anything to separate themselves from the movies they're claiming don't exist. Like when they have her daughter, so you know her friends are talking like isn't he her isn't Michael Myers her brother I thought? And she's like, "Oh no, that's something people told themselves to like make themselves feel better." Like they're one whole out of hand dismissing that two exists and that anything else exists but
2: they do nothing with that like yeah. they don't effect, make that a thing that works for them and in fact they continue to pay homage to two no they do there there are all sev- over the place several points in in this movie the hospital the directs- fire at the yeah. end like the the scene where he walks into the lady in the robes house yeah, to yep. collect the knife yes yeah. is- yes almost exactly like the scene in Except part two. Except this
1: time he killed her. Except this time <laughs> Except he killed
2: her. This time he yeah. killed her. Uh, same thing with when the cop uh, ran over Michael Myers right. in this movie. That's yeah. kind of throwing back to <laughs> you when they ran over the kid dressed it, up. It, it
1: is like a really R. sickening... R.I.P. Ben Tamer.
2: Yeah. It is like a really... It's a really annoying
0: thing of having your cake and eating it too. Right. You know, like, okay, fuck all these movies, but hey, guys, remember all these movies? Like, you know, to, to say it and then to do it, it it's really frustrating. Like, well i'm i'm at a loss to kind of how i want to how i want to break this down because as i keep approaching the things that i want to say i like about it it keeps reminding me that i don't actually like those things (laughs) like at first i liked all of the nods to the movie to the other movies like in the theater it was fun like it was fun to catch some of those things and it was fun to see some of i'm not even gonna proclaim to be the hugest fan of this franchise i said it on our show you know i like these movies but I've never held anything but one and three in any (laughs) kind of real regard. But I, I found myself entertained by the notion that all of these things were being referenced until I thought about the big, like the, you know, the lead up in the production of this movie where the writers, the screenwriters, uh, David Gordon Green, who also directed the movie and then Danny McBride, more notable for comedy than for, you know, Eastbound and down fame for, you know, then as opposed to drama, so they were going out of their way, you know, to talk around how little this movie will have to do with anything that occurred, you know, b- between one and now. And then they just reference all of it. They reference the entire series. So like if you're actually wanting to make something that sets yourself apart, that your, your goal was to make a wholly original from whole cloth kind of thing, do that because right. you did not do that. You know, we have the scene where he, he finally shows up at like the gas station and we dispatch with our you know our initial plot thread of the podcasters you know he kills that one woman in a bathroom in a scene that is stolen right from h2o like where the woman and her kid are in the bathroom and he's walking in there all slow like it's there's nods all over the place and yet like i said i'm going the last time i'm going to say this exact point there's nods all over the place but none of it's earned because it, it is all just like hey remember this hey remember this hey remember all this right. and you don't actually write anything original like if you said you were going to make an original halloween movie you didn't do it. And that is why I think the more I thought about this, the less I liked it.
2: And I think in their effort to throw those nods out there, to to kind of recreate some of the killings that happened in two and in other movies, they did too much too fast. I mentioned this you know, in our discussion. You did, and I I had movie. initially disagreed with you, but you're right.
0: The, the
2: more I thought about it, I agree with you. Go ahead and like, no, finish he, your point. He literally... Matches his kill count from the first movie within five minutes of being on screen. Yeah. In, in one scene, in that gas station scene. Yeah. It's he a cool scene, though. One, two, <laughs> like, three. He kills four people in that one scene, and he only killed, what, five people in all of part one? Yeah. Yeah. So it was too it, much, too quick.
1: It is very 2018 in its gore factor. You know, there's so much more that you see visually, and which it's, I'm it's fine with that. Definitely trying to be like, look how much isn't his first kill as a child. You know, yeah. in the movies, first well, kill is a I little mean, kid. Well, I mean, if you
0: don't include you the don't people include on the bus. Dad. Well, yeah, yeah. Like, but, yeah. I
1: mean, the first kill that we actually see, see on, screen. on screen is yeah. a little kid. And Which I like, thought
2: was fucking rad. I was like, dude, if this is where we're going with this movie, oh, man, see, like I'm I, ready. And I, there, I didn't like that. I'm sorry to interrupt you. I didn't like it for one reason. I felt like the only reason they did it was because it wasn't a real established character. And they did it so that it would make you think later on in the movie when kids became a factor. Will he? Won't he? Sure. Oh, sure. does it matter, though, they if they're established? The, they did it with the... Um,
1: the crying the, baby. The crying they're, baby they're, and, when, and the yeah. boy.
2: What I don't remember the character's name. I think it was Leon, the, the black boy that the girl was babysitting. You
1: mean the breakout star of this movie? Yes.
2: He is actually <laughs> the breakout star of this movie. <laughs> You guys, if you haven't seen it, you won't know what we're talking about. But yeah, there's every, a kid that's being babysat, that and he is hilarious. And he's probably the most real character as far as his dialogue goes. Uh, that
1: was another nod to the first film, that whole scene with her friend is babysitting, and she's on the phone, and it's she's Julian, trying Julian, I'm to sorry. Like, Julian
0: was that kid. name. Okay. She's
1: trying to say, like, uh, oh, bring over... She's using, like, um... She's using, like, uh... What did she call it? Alakazam. Instead yeah, of, like, yeah. we, she's trying to say, oh, my boyfriend's coming over. And you no, think like she's, she's talking <laughs> about it in front of this kid. Like, why aren't they saying anything? Just, I kind of thought about that in the first one. Like, this little yeah. girl sitting there. Why isn't she saying anything? Like, you're bringing your boyfriend over to my house right? you babysitting. Yeah. And she gets off the phone and the kid's like, I heard what you said. You know, yeah. <laughs> He basically just calls her right out on him. We'll, the, we'll give, a,
0: we'll give our a boy... Little,
1: he's a little cult of personality. <laughs> we'll
0: give there. our boys five minutes here. As much as as much as it is fun in the movie, and I'm not taken away from him, this is where this is where you see that a comedian wrote this movie. Yeah, like, absolutely. Because it. and it's and it's very well done. He's very funny. You know, like I've, I'm not saying that not any of that's wrong. I said today something about clipping my dirty ass toenails because I thought that was a funny line. Like <laughs> the kid was fantastic, but the it kind of ruins stop. the tone, dude. Like because then boyfriend shows up and. There's still laugh lines in the middle of this girl dying. Yeah, you know, yeah. he's like, "Oh man, you're going to upstairs, You're going to die!" Like, you know, whatever it is he says, he's running out. Everybody in the audience is laughing. Yeah, this woman is dying. Yeah, <laughs> like, she's
1: getting killed. this is supposed
0: yeah. to be mortal danger, and we're all just laughing. And I, I understand that this sort of comedy is tied into horror in a mm-hmm. way that is inextricable, and I, I respect that. But that isn't the tone that this entire movie has had. Right. That mo- right. that that scene feels so out of place in the rest of this movie, which is going. Out of its way to f- take this very seriously, you know what I mean, and then to have this one scene interjected for like a minute for just a just an upbeat note feels like it betrays the whole tone,
1: sure. you know,
0: and which is unfortunate because I actually like a lot of the tonal, like the you know the. Uh, what's about mean- red? I like the way the movie is shot. Oh, yeah. I like how the how the scenes progress. Like, I actually really enjoy. You know the aesthetic of this film a lot. I I thought it actually works well. Like I I enjoyed the scene. You know um, when Michael escapes and we have all the people walking out in the fog. You know that's awesome mm-hmm. and very throwback to part throwback one. To throwback person. to one. Yep. So that but it's very effective. Throwback or not, like it it looks it's well shot. It's well composed. The like the scene of him walking around the house to come in and stab that woman through the, the neck. The yeah, one yeah. take? Yeah. Really the whole one, yeah, the, whole the, the one take, take was shot
2: amazing. Sure. like Even if I felt it was too much too quick, that whole one take was amazing.
0: Yeah. And that, that to that point, is, like, the most brutal murder that you see. Because the other, you know, the, you were correct, Lacey, in your, your assessment that, like, there is a lot of particularly brutal on-screen deaths. But I think what the movie initially does that I really enjoy is that you don't see the death death. You see the aftermath like when you f- the, the dude sees the clerk in that gas station and his jaw is all twisted off and stuff. Mm-hmm. Looks awesome. Like part of what is so cool, you know, initially is that we don't see the murder happening. Sure. Like we're coming across it. And I re- I appreciated that. I was like, man, mm-hmm. this is a nice this is a nice call. Like this is a good effect. Mm-hmm. You know, like and the the quick shot of him just punching a guy on the ground yeah, and the way in the background kind of blurry, in yeah. the gas station, you know, be, to steal his, his, you know, and, yeah, yeah, his coveralls. So the, there's, there is no shortage of good, good attention to detail and like good calls in the direction of this movie. It's the writing though. Like, and it's, it's the choices they make as a script that keeps pushing against what they're trying to do on screen i
1: I would totally agree that there's like and that was what i said i i overall i like the movie but like there are some things about it that i just can't ignore and can we talk about the one scene where i mean we were all talking about it after the movie the dr loomis part two what was his name dr satan
0: Uh, sartain Sartain, (laughs) dr Sartain.
1: sartain um at one point Jamie Lee Curtis's granddaughter. I keep saying Jamie Lee Curtis. Laurie's granddaughter. Uh, Allison. Laurie's granddaughter Allison, um they have a police officer has picked her up. He has Dr. Sartain with him and they're trying to get her to safety. For some reason, this police officer who has been totally level-headed throughout the entire film decides he is going to oh, talk De- Debbie Hawkins. The- yeah. Yeah. He tells everybody he's going to brace he brace yourself and he like steps on the gas. They see Michael Myers and he decides with two civilians in the car that he's going to <laughs> ram into a serial yeah. killer then get out and check on him. <laughs> totally bad decision. That one that I would ever make. I would certainly be calling for backup right away. Yeah. I don't think it's plausible at all. This <clears throat> this police officer, up until then, was making really good decisions. He was following, you know, you to take this and kind seriously. Of stuff. Yeah. You know what I mean? You think he's going to be like one of the cooler heads in yeah. the movie, but then all of a sudden, he just makes this wacky ass decision. Especially
0: when he is—he has been the one that's been entrusted to take Allison exactly. to Jamie Lee Curtis's yeah. compound, and like you
1: have a—you have a teenage girl in the back and a guy who, by by the way, Doctor Sartain at this point he was all shot. fucked up. Yeah, Yeah, he's been shot from the the bus um, crash. Because he was in the bus crash and a kid accidentally shot him. um, Right.
0: So he's all fucked up.
1: Yeah, so he's fucked up in the front seat. This girl's in the back with no seat belt that I can see. She's (laughs) just in a cage, you know, because it's a police car. So she's locked in the back of the police car. Then he gets out to check on him. The one thing I did say, though, he was like, no, I'm going to cap him in the head. Like he was going to shoot him in the head, like, which, okay, yeah, I'd probably be giving him a double tap, too.
0: And then he'll turn. (laughs) Right. I mean, not at all because he was totally healed. And
1: Bye. then here's where it gets yeah, but it's it's it was so bizarre. I was taken aback by this. I was like, "What?" Like Doctor Sartain is checking on him, and he's like, "No, he's my patient. Don't hurt him. You're not going to touch him." And then he pulls out a scalpel. It's from, a pen. A pen that, that they
0: show in the beginning of the movie, which of course you know it's going to come later,
1: and that's where it shows it Turns into out. a scalpel, like <laughs> in the weirdest way, which hilarious. A doctor kills a guy with a pen scalpel. Sure. Okay, cool. And then he turns around and stabs the cop, and now fucking uh, Allison is trapped. And I literally, when this happened, I was like, what? Yeah. What? Why is this going this direction? This was the point where I started Googling, did fucking Rob Zombie produce this or something? <laughs> because, like, how did he have it? How did he get his well? Because, into this Because shortly
0: after that, he stomps on his head in another seeming homage to the Rob Zombie movie. Right. Like, but, a very Rob Zombie death.
1: Exactly. And know. they show the whole thing. And- yeah they he how i don't know. fucking I don't know. how no like- <laughs> I, I i i was so this part got so wet and it was pointless yeah it was totally pointless well i mean it's then- not
0: though because we needed to get michael myers out to this house okay. how else would we have gotten him there and that is i think one of the biggest things that is an issue with this whole movie he isn't out in his in his mind we're to assume He's not out with the express purpose of coming for Laurie Strode. He's just coming back out to kill babysitters or to kill people. Like, right. he isn't looking for her. He's not looking for anyone. He's just killing people indiscriminately and then only gets to where he is going because he gets put in a cop car and driven there by the doctor. He would never have found that place. <laughs> like, he, it was weird to assume it's removed from out of town. How would he have ever found Laurie Strode?
1: There could have been a million other ways that they could have done it that would have been way less bonkers. The
0: way you this, do it is so. just not make it about Laurie Strode. right? And then it doesn't matter. Because then we can examine this movie for the whole thing that I feel like they're trying to tell you is that the, the in a real haphazard way, like... Oh, well, you know, who is this really consuming, you know, like this urge? Is it, is it Lori or is it Michael? Because she's the one that goes out of her way to try to kill him it sure. been great as the movie have, progresses.
2: It would have been great to have him completely ignore Lori Strode. Fuck yeah. Like what business does he have with that?
0: He's right? like, oh, whatever, some bitch. Like, I mean, you know. they
1: see each other, you know, he sees her looking. To, she's, she's outside of the house that he's inside. She Remember, shot,
0: She shot him in the and shoulder. she shot right.
1: at him. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And he is not in any kind of pursuit. Like it's it's not a thing that he seems to recognize. She's like, in the
1: pursuit. She's yeah. patrolling Haddonfield sure. with a police scanner, looking for so him. Because she wants to yeah. kill him. Yeah. So this feels she has to be yeah. the one.
0: This feels again like the filmmakers trying to be like, well, you know, if we examine it this way, it's you know, this is this is Laurie's com- like you know urge compelling her to to right the wrong and to really who you know examine her own Michael Myers of like a compulsion to kill, but it doesn't make any sense to get to get that far into the movie and then have that be how we get him there feels completely... It's forced. I mean, there's no other way around it. It's it's totally back-ass words to drive him all the way the fuck out there for nothing. And then all the characters start making terrible decisions. But let's not jump all the way to the ending yet because that's... Okay. We're, I don't want to get all the way there. Um, there, are, there are a lot of characters that show up and then don't show up again. Uh, Josh had said something earlier about <clears throat> killing... You know, killing the kid was a good way to establish, like, the tone of, like, well, we can introduce people and kill them right away. Well, you can also introduce people, like Vicky, her friend, Mm -hmm. and then not introduce her again for 50 minutes of the film and then kill her, too. So these people just kind of pop up when it's convenient for the story. Right. As... These things happen. I how mean, how long this
1: was is, this movie? I didn't even uh, check. It's like
0: an hour and forty minutes. I mean, it's not. It's... I
1: wonder how many, how much footage was actually cut from this? Who knows? I'm just curious. <laughs> I
0: mean, we'll we'll know someday when they release a yeah. expansive, a extended, you know, giant ultra guy, cut. Yeah. And maybe there's some things that are left out that make you know that give you more with not some that of these that characters.
1: Because this is the movie that is
0: this is the movie you know, they, they, they the movie felt they released, fit to release. So, yeah, I mean, so. I'm just
1: kind of curious. I'm. I, Speaking yeah, I here. I
0: do not know but I can tell you that it's about that long it's like an hour 40 and you know it's it's really well paced until it isn't it's it's like really interesting until it isn't it's full of a
2: lot of stuff that you have to suspend disbelief for which is typical this is a horror movies, movie yeah like I but yeah like in part one there is a reason for him to be going after Lori's friend because he saw Lori's friends with her he never he never saw Allison's friends.
1: But that's the thing know? is in part one you
2: there's no relation. To there's them. no relation, in part one. We are not to
1: determine that there is anything them. that happens
2: between them in any other way. You there's just, no relation. You just watch
1: no, it through he, that lens because you're it, you know.
2: Uh, no, I'm not. I'm not talking about him stalking Lori because she's supposed to be his sister or whatever. Uh-huh. But there is the scene where she drops off the key at the house. Oh, at the house. Okay, he's hiding in the house and sees her one can just make the assumption he sees yeah. her and she becomes the focus That's of That's fair. I'd say that's fair. And then in the through the course of the movie where he's stalking her, he sees her friends and stuff like that and decides to use that to do his little game of cat and mouse.
0: Which is fine. Not a lot of cat you and don't... mouse in this movie from Michael though. Right, which was a exactly. bummer. Exactly. Like, not a lot of that, not, not a lot of, not a lot of good stalking. Yeah. It, the only, the only oh, real. Yeah,
1: that, okay, go ahead. Finish your point. The, then.
2: Because of that, because there's not any real good stalking or any real good cat and mouse, you have to kind of, it feels like a plot hole that it just happens to be Allison's friends that he ends up killing. Yeah. Because they're there. Sure. Yeah. Because he happens to be happen there. They just happen to be there. But speaking of friends that die and
0: speaking of cat and mouse, I would say the most effective scene of the entire movie uh, when at least as a, as a Halloween movie as a character of Michael Myers when uh, old boy tries to kiss Allison in the courtyard there her friend right. who is so Allison is at a dance with her boyfriend who doesn't even need to be mentioned because he doesn't show up again he's he's there for five minutes in the movie and well, he does right. some douche stuff he
1: had to be there to throw her phone in that sure
0: place. he had to throw her phone in the pudding which made me really want pudding
1: i know me too. <laughs> um
0: so he's he's there some some girl kisses him very attractive cat woman whoever she was uh and then we get to her friend walking her home like oh you deserve better i'm a nice guy and they don't they don't go overboard with that so i'm not gonna harp on it i was really you know, worried they were going they to- didn't they you know he, he immediately is like no i'm sorry i'm i'm a douche whatever but he, you know, he gets left in the courtyard drunk with all of his beers, and then Michael's just standing over in a bush, like in the dark. And then the kid has a good interaction with him. Oh, Mister, I'm sorry, I'll get off your lawn.
1: Thinks and he's the homeowner. Yeah, he's thinks he's the
0: homeowner. Starts, and
1: starts talking about his problems. Yeah, yeah. And then we have
0: problems. all this, the 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 motion light death, all of which this was super taking, good. All of like, this is
1: taking place wi- in a backyard with a motion light. So when the kid first falls, the light is on. You see Michael Myers appear behind a tree in the distance behind him, and then <laughs> the light goes off, and you're thinking, "Well, this kid's obviously oh, shit. Sure. I mean, as soon as Michael Myers appears, but then the light clicks on again, and he's not there, and then it clicks off, and he's a little closer. <laughs> yeah, and then it clicks, you know, on and off, and all of this is taking place during like I, it's not like a strobe light by any means. No, no. It's at like all. a lot longer, but it's the way it's done is it's really good it's a
0: very well composed scene and it's it was i thought it was the My favorite part of the movie, like as a as a scene that works, I thought it was excellent. Annie McBride, sure. I mean, but either way, I don't. You know, dialogue. I won't give. You know, I I I can't say specifically who I could credit parts with necessarily. You're probably right, but regardless of who wrote it, that scene worked and it was really good and it was very effective. And for about five minutes, I got pulled back into it again. I'm like, all right, this is kind of what I want from this movie. Like this is this is cool. This is interesting. This is a good way to convey. The, the method of a Michael Myers and, like, the, the thought process. Like, he does this kind of shit, you know? Like, it isn't just... Sure. He could have easily ran at that kid or walked quickly at that kid and stabbed him in the stomach. That kid was not going to throw any fight at him, you know? Yeah. But it was, it was cerebral. It was way more interesting for Michael to do it this way, and I thought that worked a lot. The other time that worked that is sort of... Similar to that is when to go back to. We're just talking about death right now. To go back to the gas station scene when he em- when he opens his hands and just jump Drops dumps a teeth. bunch of teeth into that bathroom stall that the girl is in. Yeah. Also super effective and like fucking crazy. You know, like yeah, because in she a just way thinks that somebody's going like, oh, to get the
1: bathroom. Yeah. And then all of a sudden there's bloody teeth falling on the floor, and a hand reaches over, and she's like, "Oh my god!" Yeah. Okay, now something to let you know. Yeah.
0: Like, yeah, this was great. Like everything that everything that felt like it should have been more of, there wasn't enough of in this movie. You know, like, there were so yeah. so many little touches that were good at the time they did them, and they never connect all of it. Like, there just isn't enough to bring all of this together. And that's ultimately why I think I'm so disappointed in it, because I wanted this to be good. Like, I came to this... With the expectation, like, I had heard a lot of people from the onset, like, I don't know, it looks kind of dumb, it looks kind of dumb. I'm like, no, give it a chance. Like, I, I
2: hated the idea at first. when I Sure. Heard, when I heard that they were making it and they were completely disregarding all of the previous sequels, I'm like, that's fucking stupid. I mean, even though the sequels are pretty bad, I don't like erasing continuity. I'm not a fan of it. So, when well, Especially heard- if you're not going to pay it off, right. like, honestly. So when I heard that, I was like, this movie's going to fucking suck. Then I saw the first preview and I'm like, oh, my God, this actually looks really good. This looks like a throwback to what I have wanted in a Halloween, not just Halloween, but in a horror movie uh, for this time of year. That's what I want. You know, I'm a big fan of slasher movies. Um, They're my preferred horror movie genre. Sure. So I was excited. And like I said at the beginning, I didn't hate this movie, but I didn't love it. Yeah.
1: See, I'm not the type of person that gets high expectations. I don't even typically. This is going to sound crazy, but like I'm typically not even a trailer watcher. Like if I know a movie's no, coming, honestly, out cool, you're better for it. But
0: especially I, if it have seen this one, it ruined I ruined everything.
1: I did watch a short trailer for this, um, which left me with few expectations. But I guess. I didn't really have that many expectations coming into this. I did. We did. It's worth noting. See this on a Sunday night, and uh, a lot of people that I know, you know, through social media or just friends, had seen it already. And I heard a lot of people saying that they liked it. They thought it was really good. Basically, everything I was hearing about it was positive. And then I went in. I don't. Know, I. You know. There's. There's some problems. Well,
0: you somewhere. said though your general. Your general opinion of this movie
2: is positive oh, yeah. though, from what you I would watch so. it again, yeah. I right. so I'm not same, gonna double down game. on
1: or I'm not gonna backpedal on that. Like I I would definitely watch it again. It's
2: it's one of it's one of the few that I would watch again. So we're not
0: gonna spend every every minute of this conversation shitting on it. But we're going to talk about the ending so we can shit on
2: a little more. Yeah. Um,
1: I didn't hate the ending. Oh, fuck
2: that. I, I actually did not <laughs> hate it. When we first got out of the movie and we were talking about it, I hated the first half of this movie more than I hated the last half of this movie. Yeah, I completely then when I Then I re- when I really thought about it, I'm like, well, no, I just like the fact that this last half of the movie felt a bit more tension I felt a bit more tension but then when I really thought about it I'm like no it just felt tense because it took for fuck ever
0: because this is where the bulk of the movie takes its time right so
2: like slowed way down
0: so let me say before I get into this any further I appreciate how hard it must be to come up with ideas for things like this I respect the writers and the filmmakers for attempting to execute a vision that they felt at the time was In line with how they wanted to tell this story, I do not write movies. I fancy myself a critic, and I have seen a lot to know what I like and what I do not like, and what I feel is objectively good and what is objectively bad. Of course, this is my opinion. All of that being said, this ending is so fucking terrible. I wanted to walk out of the movie. We get to the point where the doctor shows up, and you know we show not shows up, but the doctor kills the deputy, takes the car. Drags Michael into it, which, I mean, kudos to him for having one arm and, you know, like being all fucked up to lift this giant man into the back of a car. Anyway. With Allison.
1: With Allison. Yeah,
0: yeah. So we drive to the Strode place because, of course, we do because we're not going to get there without someone taking Michael there. And. We have a a really dumb sequence that I'm not even going to bear mention to because it's not important, but she gets out of the car and the doctor dies, as we mentioned, and she runs into the woods outside of the compound and Michael finds his way into the compound by finding some other cops that were stationed outside who he dispatches very quickly off screen, but we see the end of it and it's very bad. Jump to the husband who we haven't even mentioned because he's not worth mentioning. He's a guy that shows up. This would be Laurie's son. Me- we haven't
2: mentioned much about the daughters.
0: <laughs> we haven't talked about any of the characters that aren't Laurie because they're just all kind of there. Like we're this is clearly being set up to be a movie where the next time we're going to do more with our female characters because they get like a whole thing at the end of this movie, but they don't do anything with them here. Like they're just all here, you know. And this, they, okay, I'm sorry, I should actually refrain. They actually do some things with some of these characters, but none of it means anything. It's it's filler. Like we right. we see why. Judy Greer was taken away from Laurie Strode. Okay. Now, now I'm just mixing all the names up. But Karen, her daughter, is taken away from her at a young age because she, Laurie is teaching her how to be like a mercenary, you know. Yeah,
1: because she's like essentially like a crazy live in the woods hermit right. with guns everywhere and so, bars all yeah. over the windows and she's training her daughter to be right. paranoid. So we
0: see she's we Hamilton, see pieces of this. Terminator yes, two. she's Linda Hamilton in Terminator, Terminator 2. She's we see parts of this, but it doesn't it doesn't really do enough to establish much of Judy Greer's character apart from just showing scenes of her being a kid and having a gun. Like that's really all it's functional for. Um, again, this could pay off later in another movie where they have more time to expound on their relationship. Cause they don't do it in this movie. Like it's, it's, it's touched upon that it's strife, you know, there, and then that's it. You know, that's it. She doesn't, she doesn't like her mom. That's pretty much the whole fucking situation. Um, so we're all here now though. There's a the husband, uh, you know he's fine. His name is Ray. He's he, kind of a tool. He dies in really dumb fashion because you know that Michael Myers is out. You know you're in this compound on lockdown, and then the police car crashes into a fence. Don't go outside. Why? Why are we even trying to entertain this as an idea? Just don't go outside. Hello, no response. Don't go outside. Something's wrong. I mean,
1: not yeah, Ray. It's, a, it's
0: a cop car, but not Ray. No, not Ray. Ray's gotta go get himself killed. Uh, sure fine raised dead <laughs> and now you know lori is gonna come out of the bunker so there's a there's a bunker underneath a kitchen like island yeah that is all down there and it's it's looking like it's gonna be somewhere they're gonna hang out like there's a bunch of canned food and you know preserved stuff a bunch of weapons we can hang out here for it a long time like a fallout yeah we can hang out here for a long time nothing bad's gonna happen to us all right here's my biggest problem I know this is a horror movie. We're supposed to suspend it. It's a movie in general. We're supposed to suspend disbelief. (sighs) If Lori was actually concerned about the survival of her family, why didn't they just stay downstairs? Right. Why didn't they just stay downstairs? It's clearly set up as a, as like a shelter. They could have stayed there. We are to determine at the time there's no way in or out apart from that upstairs entrance where they are locked down. That's what we're assuming. That's what we have been shown. That is all we can see. Sure. Why did she leave? Why leave? Never about that. Why leave?
1: She's totally... Yeah, She it's because then we wouldn't have a movie.
0: <laughs> yes, but that is... That's my problem. Like, we didn't need the movie because this is a dumb way to tell your movie. We don't need to have this happen. If she was that concerned about the welfare of her fucking family, don't open that fucking door to come out again. But
1: I think the point is, is that she's... She is concerned about the welfare of her family, but she's also more concerned about killing Michael Myers. That which, is her sole motivator. Which is this, to say,
2: she is not concerned about the welfare of her family. In this
1: fucking movie, so... Her
2: her obsession with killing Michael Myers puts her family in danger. Then just stay and, down and, there. And that was kind of like the whole... <laughs> the whole crux of it the house wasn't designed to protect her from michael myers it was designed to be a mouse trap
1: yeah, stay it's, down it's there literally the what she says <laughs> like they they hint at it it was never a cage it's it's a booby trap it's a booby trap to get him down there she hits a button it locks him in the thing and then they blow the whole motherfucking house up yes i know i'm not going to argue with you dave i can't debate and, and, this with you
2: how did she expect to get him down there? Well here here's the thing. I thought about that too after watching the movie, and I don't necessarily and, and my theory doesn't hold too much water. My theory wasn't that was that he didn't necessarily need to be in that room because if you notice there are those fuel Cages, lights yeah. and stuff in every single room of the house. Yes. And they go to painstaking lengths to show her closing off each room as she searches it. However, where my theory doesn't really hold much water is that in one of those rooms there's a fucking walkout window. Yeah. So what if that's the room that he's in? You're not you're not going to hold. Well, him it was in the
0: room, room he was in because he throws her out a window. Well, I mean,
1: yeah. There's I mean, also a bunch of mannequins him, in there which right. you can't see around. Like, why? Yeah. Why would you put a bunch of human shaped figures in your house when you're? You wouldn't <laughs> because was, that's she dumb. Storing,
2: she was storing those because she uses them for target.
1: Then why aren't they
2: outside for target practice? The, I don't know. Why? I'm playing devil's advocate at this point.
0: If this is true, that her whole house is a giant fucking mousetrap game, and just like mousetrap is shitty, how did she expect to get him there in the first place? If, if she could have gotten him into any room, in what scenario does she get him there?
2: And, and this is- By where, herself. This is what I'm talking about earlier, too, where it would be fun to just have Michael completely ignore her, because her, this entire movie- You're led to believe that she believes that she is his specific target, which all of the sequels led you to believe that, too. Sure. Because of the familial connection. But this one's different because he isn't. Right. Which would have made it a lot better if he just completely ignored her and never went to the compound. He
0: did completely (laughs) ignore her. He didn't go to the compound of his own volition. Right. He was fucking driven there. Like, he would not have gotten there. Uh, if outside forces had not
2: brought him to this house designed specifically to kill him, right? But I'm talking about if, if you're writing it and you're a good writer, make it seem like that's what's going to happen, but then don't let it happen. Don't don't use. Then the, how do you end the, don't, movie? Use the <laughs> don't use the plot hole of bringing Doctor of having Doctor Sartain bring him there. Just call him Doctor Loomis, <laughs> <you're>
1: right? <laughs> doctor Tumas. Have, yeah. Have Lori and her daughter her oh go God. back
2: to the compound, <laughs> and after a while, realize, hey, he's not coming.
1: He doesn't care. Ugh. So then they've
2: got to leave the compound. You can have it end elsewhere. Do something else with it. You can't, though. You can't have it
0: end elsewhere because we spent too much time building this thing in the movie. Like, Lord only knows how much time it took to actually build the thing. Really? But in the movie, we've been building this up as the only logical place this movie can end somehow, even though there's no way to get him there without outside without force. plot holes. So they lock him in the basement. A whole contrived sequence of her walking around. The fucking house happens with, you know, the shutting the like the bars the on the most doors. most
1: inconvenient gun ever. Like, that, too. Worry.
0: Uh, if you're going to go through the trouble of putting all of these door mechanisms in, why not just have a button that does it for all of the rooms and, not, and not have a window? Why? If she locks him into a room and she's sure that he is in there and then sets the whole fucking house on fire and there's no window you can escape out of, isn't he dead? Isn't he still dead? You didn't wait to see if he died. They leave before they see him burn up. It's the same effect. Right. I'm not yelling at you.
1: While you are
0: no, I'm not though. (laughs) Obviously, I'm not yelling at you. I'm yelling at how fucking dumb all of this is. Like, there is no way that the that her method of killing him was ever going to work in her mind because she doesn't even stay to see it out. Like, after all this planning, after all this fucking preparation, she doesn't even try to shoot a bullet at him while he's standing on that stairway. She's got a gun. Like, why? They all leave. I mean, if they wouldn't have left, they all would have burned alive. But shoot them through the fucking stairs. There's there's fucking plenty of space in between those bars. It it's just so inconvenient to have it's, her be. It's
1: because they're going to make probably another one. But
0: that doesn't that but doesn't excuse this movie. I'm
1: not saying <laughs> like, it excuses it, Dave. I'm not trying to defend like all of these things. I understand you're you're pointing out holes that I as a viewer didn't really realize because I didn't think about it that hard because horror movies don't really, I mean, I think about things sometimes while I'm watching them, but I don't look at them through that lens really ever. Like I don't ever like dissect things and say, why would this character do that? And why would this character do this? And why would that? And I think that's what allows me to enjoy them probably more than you do. Cause I that's know not don't. true.
0: That That's not true though. I enjoyed this movie to a point until this happened because they wanted to me to think this way. The, director, the writers of this movie are writing this in a situation where I am supposed to be thinking about Lori and her motivations. I'm supposed to be thinking about how well prepared she is. I'm supposed to be thinking about the measures that she has gone through to set up a, a kill state for Michael Myers that is infallible. She's planned her whole entire life to do this. And then she spends the last 20 minutes making all the wrong decisions. That leaps out of the screen. That's not me picking anything apart. That is right there to be seen. Okay. So...
1: I... I- don't really know how to carry this conversation on any further
0: <laughs> i'm not asking you to I, I literally am just talking about why the ending was terrible in okay. my estimation so i just don't see then how how it can be satisfying to, to this is my perception of this movie how can that ending be how can that ending be satisfying even if you know there's a sequel coming i just don't know
1: oh that's why it's not satisfying for me i don't want another sequel
0: but well, that's that's different. You don't want one, but sure. because there is one, right? Does this ending satisfy you, knowing there's a second movie coming? No, not me.
1: I can see no where, ending no. would no. satisfy see me, see where, <laughs> knowing there's a second movie coming.
2: I can see where some people will be fine with it because there are people out there that you know they just they look at movies as mindless fun, so they just don't care. So there will be some that like it, but I, I agree with you that didn't sit well with me.
0: I do that too though. I'm not look, the general perception of this movie right now is that it is good. And I'm not telling you you're wrong. If there there well, a lot are, of there's a contingent of really people that that like, that like yeah. this movie. I know people don't too. I've talked to some of them. But there are people that love this movie. They think it's fucking great. Cool. I'm right. not telling you you're wrong. I I really want people to enjoy movies. I enjoy dumb movies sometimes because they are dumb. But my dumb and my tolerance of it was not here for this no. because they wanted me to take this seriously. They wanted me to be invested in how the story was being told, and they failed me. That was not my fault in my estimation. No. It, was, it was how the movie was presented, it was how the movie was written, and it was how it was executed. And I, as a viewer, thought it was, it was wrong how they did that. That's, that's, just, that's just it. And I, I think it's unfortunate because I wanted to enjoy this more. I did. I really, really did. And I just couldn't because they did too much work to undermine what they said they were going to do by not doing it.
2: And what frustrates me is that the changes needed, excuse me, the changes needed to, to alter that, to make this movie better, aren't a lot. Like it, it would not take very much work for them to change stuff around, especially in that last act to make it better, to make it make sense. But they didn't.
1: Yeah. I, I, I didn't hate the ending. I I didn't love it. I mean, I would have preferred for them to be more on the defensive and had to have found some sort of way to creatively defend themselves against like Michael Myers. I agree at, coming at them totally. as opposed to them flipping it and being like, Oh, this was the plan all along. You know what I mean? I like <sighs> Sure, like I'm fine. I'm not going to pick it apart as much as you did. I understand, like, that is, you just view movies a different way. You wanted to be, you know, I understand what you're saying. But at the same time, like, I felt fine with it. I wasn't so bothered by it that I was like, no, this destroyed the whole thing for me. Like, I thought it was totally watchable. It was enough. I didn't. I. I don't like the fact that we did. Again, the only my only gripe is that it felt like they left it open for another movie. And you know they're gonna fucking make it if people will watch it and people will watch it. Yeah. I'm so done with this character. I'm so done with this franchise. There's great things about it. There's great shitty things about it. But like, just let it die. Just walk away for a while at least. It, there's Halloween movies have been coming out like every few years for forty years you know it's yeah. like just just walk away from it just let it go again i want to see new monsters new scary things to be afraid of I just, people
0: I'm really saying. love seeing these yeah. though like that's, i mean i get it you but... know, we'll we'll get to let's get to wrapping it up here so people really love seeing these like we can't deny this so is there is there a world taking what you just said is there a movie if you can divorce what you said from what i'm going to tell you is there a Halloween movie with Michael Myers, Michael Myers alone that can be made that you think would be good?
1: Um I think they would have to start either taking the supernatural route pretty soon or re you know throw out the storyline again because you know what Michael Myers is in his 60s now. Mm. Like the character in this period of time like they show him kind of from the side and stuff like he's all white and he's old, mm-hmm. you know? I mean he's an older man. I'm not saying that like that's Ancient, like you're in right. your 60s, but like,
0: well, as a man that has to go out and like brutally murder people, you're probably getting up there. It might be a
2: little harder, right? Like, on the you knees know. and on the back, I mean, exactly. 40 years. <laughs> Say he was 25 in the first one. I, I think that I think he
1: was it. 21 in the first okay.
2: one. Okay, even 21, you're right. At this point, he's in his 60s. And with the way they ended this movie, you definitely have to go a supernatural route because even if he got out of that. Yeah, he got burned alive. Yeah, they make allusions
0: to it. it. Yeah, with his doctor kind of wondering the nature of his being. And it's
2: it's just like with part two. You have to go the supernatural route for part four because of the fact that he got blown up. Yeah. Pretty good, him and Loomis, and yeah. yet Loomis somehow still survived too. He's also pure evil.
1: The only way... well, if you listen
2: to the guy from Graves' discussion, right, yeah. Grave pure
1: evil, Michael, <laughs> isn't that what? Yeah, yeah. Sam was saying, or they
2: could become robots. Um, they could become robots. Um, oh god! Thank you, no, producer. No, Roger flashbacks of that Jason movie in space. Yeah.
1: Oh yeah, Jason in space. That's exactly what I thought of too. Yeah. No, I'm. Spacen. I I I guess if they did at some point in time another reboot that is the only way that I could no. believe this character again. But it, I wasn't opposed to like them rebooting it back when like Rob Zombie did it. I was just opposed to Rob Zombie doing it, because, the that then it. it yeah. because then it became a fucking Rob Zombie movie and yeah. sure as shit. Like the first one was, and the second one was what, Yeah, what, yeah. what, you know, but, um, I, I guess if they rebooted it and started from scratch, sure. um, I again I just I don't see a way that you can live up to you're never going to live up to Halloween night like the original Halloween movie it's it's wonderful it's perfect and that is it's a masterpiece that's the biggest
0: problem with this movie
1: and it will always be one of those movies that I'll go back to and it still reads to me the same way Um, I feel the same way about a lot of different horror franchises but you know. There's, almost, the only, there's only so much story there. There's only so much slashing that you can do mm. before, you know. And I, I thought this movie was watchable. I enjoyed watching it in the theater. I've only seen it one time, you know. I might change my opinion if I watch it two or three times. I've only seen it once. I saw it in the theater. I enjoyed, I enjoyed it. I didn't hate it. It was not too long. That's a big gripe for me about yeah no it, movies. Was, it was a
2: good it was they
1: a they good kept it length. to about an hour and forty five minutes like you said that's fine felt um, no longer to me there was a lot of problems with it that I would have done differently but at the end of it I wasn't like super pissed off that I spent eleven dollars on it like I enjoyed my time in the movies yeah. so All right. I don't know that's that's it's not a glowing review but no. I certainly didn't hate it and
2: you
0: liked it more than me
1: yeah
2: yeah. And then Josh, how do you feel at the end of this? Pretty much the same. I, I still, I didn't hate it. I didn't love it. I'll watch it again. It's definitely not my favorite. Um, But even, you know, even with one and two, there are still things where I, when I watch those that I'm like, man, they should have done this this way or done this that way, you know. There was a lot more of that in this for me. Though. Yeah.
1: Oh, yeah, certainly.
0: I think if I'm, we're going to wrap up here. I think if I'm putting this like, Against all the other movies, it's above the zombies and below everything but resurrection. Like, I think H2O is actually a more effective reboot as far as establishing a storyline and then actually sticking to it. Because it is a unified plot throughout. Like, it starts where it wants to and ends where it wants to. Yeah. And in that movie, it has Jamie Lee Curtis Better turning... Better than
2: the Paul Rudd one, too?
0: Yeah. I have the Jamie Lee, you know, the, 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 the Lori character in that movie has the moment where she turns the tables, but it works. It's like an effective, I am the, I am the, you know, the predator as opposed to the prey.
1: I, I actually won't agree with, I won't disagree with you on that. Like H2O for all of its problems and all of its like 1998-ness. Yeah. Like I feel like it's really like aged terribly because of the time in which it was sure. made and the type of horror movies like Scream and stuff that's right. coming it's definitely Yeah, it's a product of its like, time. It's but I don't think the movie is actually it suffered bad. suffered from that, but like I think I think the story was a lot a lot more believable. It was tighter and, better, and it made yeah. more sense.
2: Yeah. So and I didn't hate H two O when I saw it either, but I only ever saw it once, so I can't speak much. If
0: we're, I'm comparing it only as a reboot to reboot thing, yeah, as, a re, as an effective reboot, Seagulls, yeah. this is this is not as good as H two O. It just isn't. So I don't know. I mean, I know we're leaving on kind of a sour note, but I to you say gotta it again, feel the way you gotta feel. yeah, to say it again, I want everyone to like this movie. I don't want you to be upset about it. I want people to go and see it, enjoy it. If you're going to listen to my opinion and take that to heart, cool. I hope I didn't ruin your experience, but Presumably I just—I'm not there. People have
1: already seen yeah, it. Yeah, I'm just—well, I'm just saying, if like you not liked it and that, then heard sorry. this and
0: now you hate it, like I don't want that. i, I hope you enjoy it, but I'm just not with you. <laughs> so that's—that's that's what it is. We—we we got through it. Um, this will conclude our our horror-themed episodes that we have done this month. I'm glad we got to do it, though. I am. This was fun to re-examine this entire franchise as we did. I really liked you know going through and kind of re-examining some of these movies for the first time in a very long time and i don't know i have like a weirder appreciation for the franchise on the whole that i didn't have initially so uh, if they do make more of these movies i might be interested but i don't know if i want to see more of this so i guess time will tell
1: i was thinking about recording like a four hour long episode where i'm just alone in a room talking about like writing love letters to my uh my favorite horror movies like
0: you know Halloween three
1: Halloween, the the original <laughs> Halloween, Halloween 3, Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Sure. Uh, Dalen Tucker vs. Evil. For we'll, do, we'll do that next year. It's just me. We'll do that by next year. We'll,
0: we'll have, we'll have the Lacey evening. Chronicles, yeah. Good evening. We'll start writing it now. Yeah. All right. But we are out of time. I am really glad you guys listened to this. I hope it provides any kind of sustenance for you and your podcast uh, needs. Speaking of podcast needs, you know, you can find us where all the places you find us. Uh, Check us out on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, wherever you find your podcast, and check out the website at www.sportsradio.com Check us out on Facebook. Please check us out on Facebook. We're being a bit more active there. On Twitter at Over Under Fair, I threw out the Gmail earlier at overunderfairpodatgmail dot com. Uh, yeah, so that was Halloween. Josh, thank you again for joining us. Thank you for
1: having Hashtag me. Hashtag Justice for Ben Tamer. <laughs> Lacey, Framer. thank
0: you again for joining us as per usual. Thank you, Roger. Thank you for producing us. And I am Dave. Thank you for being Dave, Dave. And that's Shut up, Dave. <laughs> Good call. All right. And that's uh that's it. That's a wrap.